Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he said unto Philip, When shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him. Notice, to prove him. For he himself knew what he would do. Underline that. Jesus knows what he's going to do. Philip answered him, 200 pennies worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. This is the apostle Philip, not the, not John, not the Philip, that's the deacon. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon, Peter, brother, said unto him, there's a lad here with a few barley loaves, two small fishes. But what are they among so many? And Jesus said, make them sit down. Now when there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about 5,000. Now 5,000 men, not counting women and children. And the Bible said in verse 12, and when they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. One more scripture I want you to read with me. 1 Kings chapter 20, verse 28. Verse 27 says, The children of Israel were numbered and were all present went against them. And the children of Israel pitched before them like little flocks of kids. But the Syrian filled the country. I want you to notice the odds are always against them. And there came a man of God and spake unto the king of Israel and said, Thus said the Lord, because the Syrian have said, the Lord is God of the hills, but he is not God of the valley. Therefore will I deliver all this great multitude into thine hand, and he shall know that I am the Lord. Lord Jesus, blessed are they that know that name, Jesus. And keep his commandments. They may have rights to the tree of life. And your word is a tree of life. Speak to us this morning. Anoint our hearing. I believe God that you're in this service. And you love every family that's represented here this day. And you're going to speak to our hearts. And we shall give you the praise. In Jesus' name. Would you turn around and shake somebody's hand and welcome them? Let them know that God is in this house. Welcome them in the house of God. So we're glad to have you. We're glad to have you. You may be seated. The times that we're living in necessitates that we know our God. For the people that know their God shall be strong, not weak, 
not vacillating, not with trembling of heart, not weakness of conscience or weakness of resolve. There's a people on earth whose option is not to quit, but to stand fast and see the salvation of the Lord. There is a people that know that joyful name and that joyful sound. I want the church to know that we are never exempted from many things that come in our world. God is the one that decides the experience that we go through. Everybody that lived for God, I want to talk to the church in particular, everybody who lived for God have a time in their life where you ask God, why? Why? Why me, Lord? And most of the time God don't answer you. And you struggle with the why. Because see, Job struggling with why. I'm doing what's right. I'm living good, clean life for God. That's in the days of Noah, by the way. Men were wicked and perilous in those days. And, but God was bragging on Job. And I want to know if God want to, want to brag on you also. In these perilous times, God want to brag on you. And so Job couldn't understand why. Why are this, these things happening to me? And we just read a while ago, in both cases, the odds are against God's people. But we're not governed by statistics. God's people are not governed by statistics. And my title is, God is never without an option. Tell the person beside you, God is never without an option to your situation. That alone should preach volume to you right now. I shouldn't have to preach any longer. I should just put the microphone down and say, let's have a amen altar call. God is not without an option as to what's happening in my life. I want to tell you, God is not at his wit's end. God never runs out of solution. Praise the Lord. Now, the, the pagans of our world, when they have a need, I went to uh, Holland, and they have the God of the sea. They showed the God of the sea. When they went to South Africa, they went there, and they were losing people, and they got the God of the sea to give them protection. And it's common in, in Athens. It's common in Greece. It's common around Asia Minor. You see, God's of every sort. And then Apostle Paul finally came to a part in Asia where they had their gods listed and multiplied. We've been there ourselves. We've been to Macedonia. We've been to Ephesus. We've been to all those areas. And then there's a place called for the unknown God. They run out of titles for gods for their situation. When women want to be fertile of babies, they got God of fertility. God of war, God, etc., etc. Well, Israel only have one name. <laughs> one name. One name. And if she wanted to add to it, she can add a tetragrammaton connection to that four-letter word, Y-H-W-H. And they come up with a name like Jehovah Jireh. 
Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Sidkenu, Jehovah Nissi, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Shammah, and every one of those names are satisfying a particular need. And I think they probably run out of names also. But I can see the name came upon one day by Gabriel. And Gabriel said, God is not without an option for a name. And she shall call his name Jesus. For that's a name above every other name. That's in heaven or on earth. Hallelujah. And you know, God taught me that I don't need to call all the names of the false gods of the false prophets. Just mention the name Jesus. And that's above every name. It's greater than every name. There's no greater name given among men whereby we can be saved. There's no more positive, powerful name. At the name of Jesus Christ, angels bow. Cherubim worship. Seraphim praise him. Demons tremble. Hell shaking. When that name is mentioned, hallelujah, and all that I need, I found it all in him. I didn't look for them. I looked for him. It's all in him, the fullness of the Godhead. And I'm complete in him. Oh, come on, someone. And somebody said, the name of the Lord is a mighty tower. It's a refuge where the righteous run into there, and they are safe every morning. Now, here's the disciples, like some of you right now. I'm talking to some of you, not all of you, have situation in your life. And Jesus in your midst, you never consider him. But you've leaned to your own understanding. And there's a way that seemed right to us. But God said, my ways are higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And so you can't limit God to our pocketbook. You can't limit God to your career choice. You can't limit God to the economy. You can't limit God to statistics and trend and what's going on in the world because they run out of options. They're, ne they're always at their wit's end, but God is never at his wit's end. Now, before Brother Urson passed away, is he would preach about he and his wife and being the superintendent of the great vast UPCI. He said, as a young lad, he had problems in his mind about trying to govern the system in his church, and then his wife would be snoring, and he's not. And he'd wake her up and say, Honey, how can you sleep through times like this? He said, There's no use for three of us to worry. God's in charge. You worrying. What good would it make a third one? <laughs> Hallelujah. I wish we could a revelation right now. I wish we got a revelation. I wish somebody like David could withdraw from the crowd and go talk to the, chick, the chamber God and say, God, will I recover or will I suffer loss? I don't know how David did it, but David went to God in prayer when the odds were against him and said, God, will I recover or will I suffer all loss? And God said, you shall recover. You need the urine and the thumbing in your life. I said, you need the urine, the thumbing in your life to give you light to revelation of the hidden truth of God because God does not run out of option for your situation. And so Jesus knew what he was going to do. And I'm still going to tell you this morning, God knows what he's going to do about your situation. 
Long before you experience your situation, he already knows what you're going to do about your situation. Long before you even confronted it, he knows what you're going to do. You just don't know what he's going to do. Hallelujah. But don't give up on Jesus because he never runs out like you ran out of situation. Solution. And the Lord said, hey, these people are hungry. He saw the need. He saw it. So they're hungry. They're going to faint. They're going to starve. You know, our God cares about us. What we're going through, he does know what we're going through. So before you ask, I know before you pray. I've even answered before you pray. You believe that kind of prayer? And God said, 21 days ago, I heard you. The first time you prayed, you prayed 22 days too long. I already know where you are, know your address, know your situation. I've already answered the prayer. Hello? But maybe Satan is hindering your answers. Amen. But he can't stop the outcome. It's forecasted that you will recover. It's already forecasted that you won't suffer that loss. Can you believe that angel that stood by Apostle Paul in the storm and said, you're not going to lose your life and all those who hang around you are going to be... I want to tell you, my friend, you can't keep a good church down. You can't keep a good man down. You can't keep a good saint down. Because their God is not just the God of the hilltop. He's just the God of the valley. <laughs> well, they're talking suicide. Paul said, no, I'm going over the other side. Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. You know, I like Jonah. You know, I like Jonah. This guy is strange. Strange kid. There's a great storm up top. And people are, are you know, don't know what to do with themselves. They're with sin. And Jonah, <laughs> sleeping away. Some of God's people, they just love to sleep. A bunch of sleeping cult. <laughs> Listen, where are you sleeping? He said, don't worry about it. I know who controlled that storm. I know who's in charge. I can prove it to you. In fact, he's chasing me. <laughs> I'm on the run. He said, can you prove it? He said, yeah, let's throw to the board. Look what happened. And Jonah trusts God so much that he could say, throw me overboard. Because he knew God would not drown the message nor the messenger. I don't care how failed you have become. God don't plan to drown you. <laughs> you might have some experience you don't like, but God has prepared a fish to swallow you up. It's better the fish swallow you than you swallow the fish. I mean, with perfect accuracy, they threw him. You're in good hands. You're not going to drown. You may be tangled up with weeds. Acid may be eating you up. But you're going to come out all right. And you're going to finish the course that you have started. Because your God has not ran out of option. Can you hear me, church? You're not going to drown. You're not going to perish. God, prepare a fist to receive you. Oh, clap your hand to the Lord.
I'm talking to the church. I said, why me, Lord, what have I done to deserve this big old whale? And the Bible said, Jesus Christ knew what he was going to do. He knew what he was going to do. And he allowed them to go in that situation. God don't tempt us. God tests us. Temptation come to make you fail. Testing come to make you strong. There's a difference. Hallelujah. Man, you think Jesus Christ didn't know that boy had that loaf of the fishes there? He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He knows everything. Why didn't he call for it? He wanted somebody to suggest it. You make a suggestion and God can build on it. Just make a suggestion right now. And God can build on your suggestion. I'm talking to somebody right now who is asking, why me, oh Lord? Why, why now? Why here? I want to answer that question today. That God is not out of option for your situation. <laughs> Before you hit that situation, he already had the option all worked out. You just need a revelation or an illumination where it's at. God said, 21 days ago, I heard it before you prayed. It's already done, Daddy. You prayed three weeks too long. Hallelujah. And so it said, look at the lunch here. Now, God is so great, he stopped that little boy from eating his lunch because both kids are greedy like dogs. They don't share. Dogs don't share in my country. They fight each other for food. <laughs> and we love to watch that. We go like that, and they jump up, and they nip at each other. We just love to watch chickens fight each other. Cock, rooster, for each other. You know, we, we kids were bad kids. And the Lord let the kid save that food. Because he had plans for the food. You know, somebody had what you need. There's somebody in this city that have what you need. <laughs> Can you believe that? One guy called the gatekeepers <laughs> who's holding this for you. And the lad's holding this for the 7,000 people who don't even know it. God going to take from him and feed the rest. Hallelujah. And so they brought to Jesus after the skeptics, let's worship God, the skeptics and the agnostics, amen, and the pessimists and the realists, amen, and the rationalists discuss the possibility. You know, the most dangerous time in your life is when you begin to question God. You can't question God because you never fail a test. He always passed his test. You know, I like what says. I like what Mary says. Be it unto me, Lord, according to thy word. Hallelujah. I like what Mary did. Mary says, whatever he says, do it. You don't have to understand. Don't ask him why. Nobody got the why question answered in the Bible. It's the do question that answered. And the Lord took it in his hand. Now, God is going to take your situation in his hand. Take it out of your hand and put it in his hand. And then walked away and watch him. Now, he lifted up his eyes and taught him how to pray and prayed to bless the food. And then he broke a church. 
He broke one person lunch and gave it to 12 men. Now that in itself is a miracle. A little boy's lunch in the hand of Jesus. Can you imagine your situation in the hand of Jesus? I wish to God you'd have an open vision with your eyes open right now. You handing your little lunch in the hand of God. And watch God taking it from your hand and God multiplying it. And God, oh, come on, church, defy the law of conservation and begin to work with it beyond your wildest imagination. Do you know God can exceed your expectation? Do you know God can go extremely above and beyond that you ask or think or imagine? Our God is an awesome God. The people that know their God are going to be strong. And the Bible says, he should not go feed the 7,000. You notice, nobody asked him, what, Lord? What did you just say? The crowd is out there. <laughs> but he, they went out there and they're feeding. And the rationalists couldn't explain what happened. The realists couldn't explain it. The pessimists couldn't. Amen. And the optimists even couldn't do it. And when they were done, now, church, a big man can eat up to five pounds of food and a whole lot more. And God said they were what? Filled. That means they left over crumbs. Their stomach could not hold anymore. Could it be there's a miracle in what's happening to you? I wonder if God can turn your misery into a miracle. Oh, I wish to God, you know, this church lacked emotionalism. This church lacked, amen, responsibility. But church, I'm telling you, when the people understand what's going on, they rip that roof off. They tore it right off. And they lower their situation in the presence of God. And God said, get up and walk by your faith. And that man walked out of that building with a better solution than he came down with. Let's clap our eyes to God right now. Come on, church. Twelve baskets full of crumbs. Jesus never run out of options. Tell the person right now, says, you can't lie to me. You've got problems. Big problem. You can't hide it. It shows all over your face. I can read on your eyebrows. I see the wrinkles right there. I know you got problems. Let me tell you, friend. Let me remind you something about this here. These men said, like you have also concluded, in First Kings, there's a battle going on, like you're going through a battle right now. Say, you're going through a battle right now. You're going through a battle. You're going through hell right now. But just don't stop. Keep walking. I say, you're going through hell. T tell that person beside you. You're going through hell right now. But just don't stop. Keep on walking. Keep on walking. For the light of the tunnel, there's no train coming. It's a way out of here. God has a way out of your situation. 
I'm trying to tell somebody, God, have a solution for your hang-ups and your problems. God promised to bring you out. Not keep you there, but bring you out. He's not running out of solution. Can you believe that God has an answer for your crisis and for your situation? God said, I got an answer. God is not a man that he should lie. Or a man that he should run out of option. Hear what they're saying. In verse 28. Hey, those Israelites, they can only be happy when they're on the mountaintop. Because their God can only fight good in the sunlight. But he can't fight in the valleys. You know, he's not good down there. And when God heard that, friends, I think he does lower his lower lip. They said, did he hear what they said, Michael? Gabriel, did he hear what those guys just said? They're saying, I can't deliver my people out of their problems. That I don't have solution for their situation. That they're going to be a victim of circumstance. God said, no. Is there anything too hard? In your life, but I can't turn around. I can roll back your Red Sea. I can cause the sun and the moon to stand still. I can cause Jordan to buckle up. Much more your little problem. I want you to know with God, nothing shall or will be possible. Even the wind obey him. Much more your little crisis. Much more your little situation. Don't you know that God in the services is able to exceed and go above and beyond all that you have as a solution? I say hallelujah. He's not just a God of the hilltop. He's a God. In the valley, I saw Potiphar's wife cause Joseph to be fired. He got fired. If he got fired, I'm talking to you right now in this place. If you're homeless and jobless, I'm talking to you right now. He got fired and went down in a ditch, in a pit. And you know the sad part is? God didn't even say a word. Didn't even defend him. That's what you think. He got bigger plans. One little door shut and God opened up a gate. I don't think you heard me. I said one little door shut and God opened a wide gate for you, my son. And it looked like he lost his job because a lie told on him. But little did he know, God have a way of bringing people in your presence who will someday be a stepping stone for a better opening than the one you had before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And make a long story short, the next turn around I heard was the king of Egypt employed him. 
and the wine carrier. You don't know what kind of job God have in store for you, honey. You don't know what position. There's a chair somewhere in McMurray that's waiting for you to sit in. There's a crown for you to wear. My friend, there's a glory for you to put on. God is not out of an option. It's not over until it's over. I heard about a situation. There's a football game, and I know nothing about football. It looked like a team was losing. They were on a losing streak. And they got to win this one for sure. And it looked like they're going to lose it. And the cheerleaders for the other side start running on the field with their tops off and stuff, dancing and rejoicing. And the captain said, get off. It's not over yet. I want to tell somebody here, tell that monkey on your back, get off. Get off my property. It's not over yet. I got one more, one more swing. I got one more trial. One more I'm going through. But after this, it will be different the next time you come. Just wait and see. My God is alive. I didn't run out of option. Just you hang in there, honey. Get out of my field. You're not going to stand here. This is my territory. I'm going to win the battle. You know, God felt insulted when that guy said, your God can't help you in the valley. God said, okay, I heard him. You don't need to pray about this one. I took it personally. And the Bible says they whipped the Syrians and took away all their spoil. God said, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to take away all the adversary stuff and give it to you. Don't worry about the door that's closed on you. There's a gate opening. I said, hallelujah. He said, my word shall not return void. It shall accomplish. God is not answering your prayer. Your prayer is already answered. Tell the person beside you. God said, I've already answered your prayer. It's already answered. Shatalamahanda. He cut there's no answer coming. It's already answered. It's already done. God never run out of option for your situation. God's telling me to tell you this morning, he said, Pastor Neil, in one visit, I'm going to answer everybody's prayer, even though they're different, even though they're distinct. Everybody here tonight, today, have a spiritual Santa Claus. He's in this place on a Holy Ghost reindeer. He come to bring the gifts and presents. Can you shout and ring the bell and say, No unbelief shall make my gifts of none effect. God is able to raise up that which he promised me. I'm in the promised land. Church, next three years. The place to be is in McMurray. I don't care. Don't live in the States. Don't go there. 
definitely don't live in Europe. Middle East, like a plague. It's a cemetery. Africa, full of plagues. Caribbean, will, will be disappearing. <laughs> don't go there. Don't go there. Now you see it, now you know it's gone and out of space. But there's something about this land. He says, hurt not the oil. I don't care what Suncor Sinkroot says. The oil company is here to survive. Now, you, you tithe robbers, if you're robbing tithe, you better invest it in oil if you want to survive. <laughs> Otherwise, you got no hope. <laughs> I say, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lazarus may be stunk to you, but to God, he is a sweet smelling offering. Hallelujah. Your dead situation, God can raise it up. I'm telling you this morning, God sent you here to bless you. God give you hope against hope. Your God is able to deliver you. Your God is able to. That's what the king asked. Was your God able to deliver you from the lion's den? Yes, he was. Yes, he's alive. I was not so deep now that he couldn't deliver me. Your God is not just in the prayer room. He's in the den with you also. Your God is not only with you when you're on trial. He's right there in the fiery furnace with you. And the only thing going to burn up in your situation is the rope that had you tied. Tell the person beside you, your problem is solved. So receive a raiment from God. Look them right in the eyes. Are you unbelieving thing? Believe the word of God. Say, I will not be fired. And I won't be hired. I'm just placed there. And no man can move what God established. Keep some of us say hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I'm going to tell myself here. I got a few dimes in my pocketbook. And this people keep bugging us. And says, you Niels? We want to put you in an investment for the next two, five years. I said, we don't plan to be here five years. I'm living year by year because I'm trying to get out of here in rapture. I don't want to leave nothing for Uncle Sam to have. What I can't have in food, going to have in cruise. And I told the folks they're ready to get on the cruise ship. Enjoy the last piece of God's earth before he takes it over. You can't blame Brother Noah. That's what Noah did. Noah was on the cruise when the storm came. And I'm going to put you on the cruise also. Ha Captain Jesus is on board. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. So much so hallelujah. Come on. Put on your cruising shoe. Just don't buy a bikini, please. 
Hallelujah. God is not an option. The devil is scared of you, church. Look, God raised Noah above the flood. He brought Moses to the Red Sea. He let Joshua cross Jordan on dry ground. Let Peter walk on the sea. Paul survived Eurachodon. And you're going to survive the economy. You're going to survive World War III. You're going to survive tribulation and trials. Because God is your captain. I said, your captain, name is Jesus, the captain of our salvation. Never sleep nor slumber. We're led by his spirit, not by our understanding. Somebody need to say, I know my God. So you painted pictures around here. Don't be a fool. My grandmother did something I didn't like. And I said, when I grow up, I'm going to change that. Turn the light off. It costs money. Of course it costs money. Turn the tap off. It costs money. When I grow up, those two things, and I'll leave them on. And the third thing I won't take is purgative. I will not take any of that stuff when I grow up. I'm not, I hate it with a passion. Hallelujah. God taught me. Amen. I didn't bring you this far to let you down. You know, I told my boss one day, I said, look, you can write all that you want to. I ain't going to sign that. That's not true. Take it to your boss if you want to, but I'm not going to sign it. But you don't like me because of what I believe. I thought, you can't fire me either. You didn't hire me. God hired me. Church, know who you are. Knowing whom you believed. One of the reasons why they would kick you and push you around, because you don't know who you are. My friend, get to the mirror. I said, me handsome guy, you can't fire me. I'm too cool. I was thinking yesterday, oh, I married my wife. That pretty girl, that mink coat come down. You're a sinner boy talking. I'm going to marry you, girl. If God can honor a sinner boy's word, how about a Christian man? You know what? She, she followed my sister all the way to London and my parents and dropped me off. I said, girl, I'm coming back for you. She's right here. And I did it without the Holy Ghost. But I tell you, God will not disappoint you, church. God wants you to be happy. He's your God at all times. He's your God in all season. He's your God in all weather. He's your God in all situations. He's your God in all moments. He's your God immutable, unmovable. Your God will show himself strong on your behalf. Don't let their fear be your fear. Don't sorrow as others have no hope. You've got hope.
Tell the person, I got hope. I got hope. I'm getting out of my valleys. I'm heading for the mountaintop. I'm giving up my bad taste. In fact, you know what? In three months' time, I want you guys to walk out of that valley. Walk out of that valley. Hallelujah. If you're broke right now and got no money, go to the best restaurant in town and buy the most expensive food you have. If you're unemployed, go on vacation. And when you come back, claim your job. If you think it goes through retirement right now, harvest is coming. Tell somebody, I'm backing off my cursed clothing. You know, I love blind Bartimaeus. He said, he cried, Jesus, have mercy on me. And the Lord made a mistake and said, come. You know what he did? He backed off the coat. I want you right now to back off your negative spirit, your negativism. Wife, stop talking negative to your husband. Husband, stop talking negative to your wife. Say, I know my God going to bring me out. I know my God going to lift me out. I know my God going to make a way when there was no way. I'm telling you, my friend, your captain has power over nature, power over death, power over the seas, over health, agriculture, and sickness. He can still turn water into wine. He can turn a bad husband into a good, loving husband. I dare you tell your husband that. Be careful. Don't get in trouble now. One, one Pentecostal lady. Went to church anyhow. She got tidy. She got dressed. She tried to dress. And everybody said, Well, she's good. Nobody could tell she was dressed. But that's when you made a habit. You made a mistake to take your place in the Christian body of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. She says, Honey, I love you, but I'll tell you what, right now, I'm going to church. If you shoot me, I'm going to church in heaven. And if you don't, I'm going down there where, where the church is. Thank you to the top church. Thank you. She opened the door and walked right out. Before long, the door flung open. Guess who comes storming down? Guess who comes storming down? He went right to the altar and got the Holy Ghost. I want to tell you, honey, out of the eater can come forth honey and meat. God can turn things around. I'm telling you right now, God has a plan for your crisis. God knows the remedy for your situation. 
God, like Gideon, he can bless the face and not bless the ground. He can work around your problem or in your problem. You got to believe that God is a God of the hill and the valleys. He has no limitation. He knows no limitation. Oh, God needs somebody like those poor guys. He said, Jesus is in that house. I'm going there. I'm going there. You know, they gave me six months to live for God. And at first, I almost believed them. And God said, nonsense. He said, I will take care of you. You know what they care of me? Jesus. I said, Jesus. Not even my wife takes care of me. Jesus does. I said, hallelujah. Everybody said, hallelujah. Tell that person beside you, Jesus is going to take care of you. In spite of your situation. In spite of the devil's forecast against you. In spite of your economy. In spite of the trend that's happening in your life. In spite of the, come on somebody. Just give him your lunch. And watch him do a miracle for you. Invite him to your wedding. Watch him turn your water into wine. Give him your issue. He'll fix that blood problem. Come on, somebody. Give him that cruise. He'll multiply the volume. Hey, come on, church. Let's have revival. It's your survival. Come on, church. Woo! I was coming to church to tell you what's going to happen. I don't know if you know about Brussels. What's going to happen to Brussels? You know where Brussels is. Brussels where the big beast is. What's happening in Brussels? I'm going to tell you, I said, just a minute, Brother Neil. You call me now. Now give them the good news. Give them the good news. I go prepare a place for them. That where I am, there you may be also. Let's worship God. What your money can do for you. And magician couldn't bring to you, Jesus God's gonna bring it to you. Hallelujah. Dreams that you couldn't understand, God's gonna give a revelation. Hallelujah. Praise God. Ooh, shaka Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The pagans have many gods. You got one God. One God. Brother Marlon, come here, sir. Come here, Brother Marlon. You don't, you don't mind me doing this. Brother Marlon married a beautiful girl. Oh, that beautiful girl came with two ugly kids. Caleb and Honesty. No. <laughs> Brother Marlon, come here. Mr. Cheryl, come here, please. Marlon, do you remember the time I worked a miracle for you? There are people in this church that need the same miracle. You know what? I believe Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hey, there, there, there's some scripture in the Bible. They're all good, but there's some you just don't want to forget. This is one of them. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, I travel, and in my travel, when I see a successful church, when I come home, I believe, God, you owe it to me. The same like I've seen. You know what God does? If you believe it, you can receive it. Hello. And I, I, I said, 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 I
Is that right, brethren? We were down by that uh, cedar. Remember? We were having breakfast, lunch, or dinner, whatever. And I asked you, did you get that job you wanted? And he says, no. I got mad. Did I get mad? We finished eating our grub. I said, we're going down to where your application is. Where is it? Is that what I said? And you drove me right there. I said, don't laugh. Don't mock. We're going to do some crazy stuff here. Okay, you are crazy. I'm not, I'm not looking for work. I have a lot of work already, but you're crazy to keep the church out of your business. Where two or three in my name, I will do it. When one do it, you're not going to get nothing done but heartaches and pain and sorrow and grief. Hello? We said, well, come on. Come on, folks. Let's go down there. Come on. Let's go down there. We went down there. McMurray was in what? Depression? Is that right? And recession? We've been through before. we got experiences. We have done it before. We know what we're talking about. We've gone there already, and we survived it and still surviving it. In fact, if you guys listen to me, you should have enough money not to buy six houses right now. You should. Instead of losing your house. Lord have mercy. You know, I'm almost talking like Dolph. And we said, we went by the place, we stood by the door. And what, what did I say? I don't talk to the door. I said, in Jesus' name. Bring up his application now from the bottom and bring it to the top. It can happen right here. Somebody to believe it right now. God is not dead. God has not changed. God is still the same. You didn't come here for bad news. You came here for good news. You came here for healing. You came here for deliverance. You came here for your eyes to be open. You came here for God to give you bread. Come on, somebody. Say hallelujah. Give God the praise. What happened? He's still there. Thank you, guys. I could tell you a bunch of more things. You understand? God says, I know what you're going through. He says, you don't have a problem, sister and brother. Give us, I got a solution for you. Can anybody receive that? For your crisis, I have a remedy. For your addiction, I have recovery. For your relationship, I got healing. He that cometh to God, saith the Lord, must believe I can do these things. Would you bow your heads right now? And say, Lord, help thou my belief. Quitting is not an option. We're going to sing that song again in the God of the valley. He's the God of the mountain. I'm preaching behind a pulpit where I told the pastor, I will take his church from him because he's preaching false doctrine. And I will own his building. And that's why I'm here today. God confirming the word. Who know their God so well that you will step out like Mary and say, I know in whom I believe. And I'm persuaded that he never runs out of option.
Anybody here? You want to change the venue? God said, I know what you're going through. And I'm not running out of options. Stop your panicking. Stop your retreat. I'm not going to run. When I was in Edmonton, I was in a financial situation laid off. And God said, don't run. Don't run. I'm the God everywhere you go. I'm God over there. I'm God here. I'm God there. But let me teach you some lessons that God says. And I learned, trust in the Lord. Do good. And lean not to that own understanding. And he shall bring it to what? To pass. So I learned not to worry, but to worship Sing it. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Put the words up. God will give you a way of escape. I don't care what you go through. I will bring you out. I will lift you up from the pits. I will heal your diseases. I will cure your fears. That's what God is saying to us right now. I'll open doors. I will not take you through great tribulation, but I'll give you divine tribulation. Oh, sing it to the Lord. I want you to thank God for what he's doing behind the scene in your life. There is a God behind the scene that's protecting you. There's a God behind the scene that's working out your situation. I've already solved your problem. I've already hired you. I've already promoted you. I've already blessed you. You just haven't received it yet. Can you believe God? Can somebody believe him right now? I've already healed you. I've already delivered you. I have sent angels to protect you. Can you believe it? Come on, Rehoboth. Come on. Oh, but talk comes easy when life's at its best. I brought you here to bless you. I brought you here to heal you. I brought you here to recover you. I brought you here to raise you up. I brought you here to elevate you. Can you believe my words, said the Holy Ghost? For the why did you doubt, Peter? When things go wrong, I told you come. Boy, he makes it right. Listen oh, to the word of this song. The 
He's the God of the good times. He's the God in your bad times. He's the God in your bad times. The God of the day. He's the God of the dark of the light. He's the God in the night. Oh. never runs out of option. He never runs out of an option. preaching in New Brunswick sometime for a well-known pastor. I was a pastor at UPCI at that time. Beautiful building. Awesome building. Still one of the, the major, in fact, the major church in that place. Very beautiful. And he told the story how they built and ran out of money and it stopped, and they couldn't go any further. And for days, it looks that way. And one day, one of the most richest men in town showed up and said, I've been watching you and your church for a good while, and I perceive you run out of money, and you couldn't do the rest. I will finance the completion of that building. I know the pastor right now. I can tell you his name and his assistant name in the place. Huge, magnificent building. He says, I will pay for it. I want to tell you something here. We had saints sit on this pews. And we had managers come to them at their homes and said, I've been watching you. I've been watching you. And I'm about to resign. And I know you don't work here. I know you don't belong to this company. But I want you to take my seat. And they're still in the company right now. Somebody whose door my wife and I knock. And they were homeless. And their family's in great perils. We knock their doors. Hallelujah. Their whole life changed. The man says, I want you. The young lad came to my office and he dropped at my feet and sat and prayed and cried and cried and cried. He said, I've never ever had this happen to me before. And today he's still in that chair. It was many men over him. Now, all people are not faithful to God, but God is faithful to us in spite of our failings. Can I tell you more story? I can blow you away. 
I can blow you away. Sister Shirley, where are you at? They take her up to Harvard and teach her to do great things. Sat down with presidents, vice presidents, just like God promised her. That same spirit is right here. You don't have to be qualified for nothing. Just be faithful to him for everything. And all will be yours. I can blow you away if I tell the house I live in. Oh, I got it. You wouldn't believe it. The girl sat there and told the lawyer, I want him to have it. He said, no. She said, I said, yes. He said, woman, you're taking a risk. He said, I don't care. I love this couple. And I'll leave everything there. That same God is here. A bank manager walked in. I want to build a church across the road. All the banks turned me down except one. But God was leading me to this one. She says, Pastor, I know what you believe. I want to believe what you believe. And I know you're the only true church in town, even though I'm going to the wrong church. This is I am where I'm at because I'm a rebel. I'm a rebel. I'm rebellious. But you got the right doctrine, the right truth. And she got me everything I wanted to build across the road. She said, when I leave, I'm going to make sure the bank take care of you. I've never had a bank manager in my life come to my office and sat down. She made sure when she left, a bank manager come and sit in my office. And she gave him the charge, you take care of him. That same spirit is in this building. That same spirit is in this building. Three men tried to fire me, and all three got fired. Would you bow your heads right now? God is not geographic. God is good wherever you are. You can't run from crisis. But put Christ in your situation. He's not out of option. He's in it right now. And God said, I tell you, I've already answered your situation. Just like 21 days ago, I answered the problem of Daniel. Who's he talking to right now? Please open your heart to Jesus. I didn't come with a woeful message. I come with a worship message. I come to tell you this morning that God sent to tell you he's not out of option for your situation. I have your solution. I am your answer. Lord Jesus, we're not talking about the perilous times which are coming. You said we would see and witness the beginning of sorrows. But you also said we must not sorrow as others who have no hope. But if we believe that God raised up Christ from the dead, he that raised up Jesus from the dead shall raise us up from the ruin of concern and depression and oppression. We shall be changed in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye. We thank you right now for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness. I'm going to ask Sister Kim to pray because you know why?
God healed her for cancer. She don't mind me telling you this. She's the only cancer person I know that never lost her hair. Not one straw. Not lost one bit of it. And when sickness struck her, she said, Pastor, we got it. I said, no, this is a mistake here. Wrong address. And God honor this church. And honor this precious saint. He will do it for you too. You don't have to have cancer for God to prove he loves you. You have to be unemployed for God to love you. He chose you. You didn't choose him. He chose you. That means he wants you to, as you are. Can you touch him right now? He wants to bless you and your children and your children's children. I don't care what tough situation is. They told me I could never be saved, but I'm here today preaching the gospel. You never thought I'd be saved, but I'm here. I said, I'm here. I don't know if my own family thought I could not be saved. They wrote me off, but God didn't write me off. He wrote me on. Would you pray, Sister Kim, pray you with a microphone? Hallelujah, Jesus. Almighty God, we thank you, Lord, for your word this morning, Jesus. My God, you are the God of the mountain, Lord God. But, oh, Lord, you are the God of the valley, Lord Jesus. No matter what we go through, oh, God, my Lord, you know, oh, God, and you've already answered, Lord Jesus, and we thank you, God. And I pray for each and every one of us this morning, oh, God. My God, that our faith, oh, God, be increased, oh, God, to believe your word, Lord God. Help each and every one of us, I pray, oh, God, to believe, Lord Jesus, nothing doubting, oh God, that you are able, oh God, not only able, but God, you are willing, Lord Jesus, to hear and to answer our prayer. Bless each and every one, I pray, oh God, with your promises this morning. In Jesus' almighty name, we thank you. You don't know this. I came to the church in 1972. I lived in England as a young person, sick to death with rheumatic fever, acute rheumatic fever, confined to bed, and doctor gave a grim note to my mom, but she didn't tell me. But one morning, I'll never forget, a Monday morning, I heard footprints walking up the stairs and somebody talking in tongues and praying. Thank God for praying, Mom and Dad, who knows their God. When I have this hopeless sickness that cannot be cured and healed, my mom walked up. God didn't run an option. I wasn't even a Christian. I was a bad boy, running all over the place, doing bad stuff. Walked, opened that door. I lay in that bed in the upper room, and she came there. Pulled that sheet off me, and from my head to my feet, began to pray in Jesus' name. Never said a word to me, just prayed. And, and walked out of that house, never said a word. Went back to the doctor with her, and he said, woman, what happened to your son? I'm not sure what she told him. I didn't tell him anything. But I know I had a, I had a battery of tests. No blood issue. No heart failure. No disease. And the doctor says, if he lived to be so many years, then he's going to live on for a longer time. The very year, my sister's a midwife. She knows all about this stuff. The very year that God called me in the church is the year when the man pointed out, if I live past that, everything will be all right. Hallelujah. God knows the nick of time to put his hand on you and say, come on, you're going to serve me.
He said, if you go in that water, so God told me in that church service, that Friday night, if you go in that water, I'll keep you. I'm going to graduate, folks. I'm going to graduate. But you know what happened, church? Prior to that, my mom, I came home from New Year's partying with all the guys. I did. Partying. And my mom, the same woman, walked in my room. I said, boy, this is the word of God. If you don't serve God, your schooling will be in vain. I'll be gone. Lost. Fear got a hold of me. And I quickly forgot the fear. Went back to my old ways. But uh, by chance, I went to church one night. And my heart started shaking. My body started quaking. I thought, what on earth is going on here? And I'm sorry. And God says, repent and go down an altar and change your ways. And I did. I had to convince the preacher to baptize me. Can you believe that? I had to convince him to baptize me. He said, no, 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 no. You're not ready. I said, I'm ready, right? If he didn't, I wouldn't come back. That's the truth. I wouldn't come back. But I, I, I came right through. And God said, if you go in that water, I will keep you. He's still keeping me today. I want to give somebody a chance to be baptized in Jesus' name. If I wasn't living for God, where would I be? In prison, in jail, in hell, in drugs? I ran with those guys. I know them all. I've been there. I've been to cabarets. I've been in bad situations. But God brought me out. Somebody right now, God wants to wash away your sins. I got water here, friend. I got no regrets. I just got a little flattery from God. God flatters you. Who wants to be baptized in Jesus' name? I got water here to baptize you in Jesus' name. Seek a friend before you need one. You need a friend before you really going to need him. Anybody here? Be baptized. You're going to be baptized in Jesus' name? There's one lady here going to be baptized in Jesus' name. God bless her right now. If there's somebody else right now, go start going to cry. Come on, sister, stand with her. Stand with her. God brought me out. Anybody else? God reach you to somebody here. God brought me out of sin. I would have been in hell. I would have been dead if God hadn't reached down and touched me. I run with drugs. I run with alcohol. I run with all kind of stuff. But he brought me out, church. <laughs> he brought me out to the valley of shadow of death. And now I fear no evil. For thou art with me. That's right. She's doing the right thing. She's doing the right thing. I've been there. A praying mama brought me out. A praying mother. Oh, come on, church. Anybody else? What doth hinder you from being baptized in Jesus' name? Why don't you give your life to God? If you're a prodigal son, come on in. Come on, prodigal sons and daughters. He's the God of the valley. He wants to help you through your crisis. I've been through places I've never been if it had not been for Jesus. He treated me like royalty. He blessed me without merit. That's right. Pray with her. Come on.
Get the water ready, gentlemen. Get the water ready, please. Get the water ready, please. Sing that song, ladies. Come on. He's the God of the mountains. He's the God of the valley. Yes, he is.